You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you get in shape and stay in shape by focusing on training, nutrition, and motivation. Work out smarter, not harder. This podcast is giving you the tips, insights, and guidance that I give all my personal training clients. You can work with me online as your personal fitness trainer and personal development coach. Check out your options at fitnessmakeover.com. This is podcast episode number 160. Happy New Year 2013. In this episode, we're going to cover some nutrition, training, and motivation tips to help you get the best body ever this new year. Well, I can't believe we're already in the middle of January 2013. I don't know how the time flew by so quickly. And I apologize for not getting any podcasts done that last month. I don't know what happened. It was just one crazy thing after another. So I hope everybody had a great holiday season and a wonderful, safe New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, of course. And by now, you should have all of those goals written down. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is what are those goals? So go ahead and share those with me. You can send me a tweet on Twitter, username FitGirl, or on Facebook on the fan page, which is facebook.com slash FitGirlUSA. Now, one of the things that is my goal for this year is to find out how I can help you reach your goals this year. Now, I have some questions I want you to think about. What is the biggest trouble spot for you when it comes to fitness? I mean, maybe you're already in great shape and you just want to maintain and you listen for some extra motivation and tips, or maybe you have 5, 10, 20 pounds that you want to lose and you need some help from the beginning to the end, or maybe you're involved in sports and you need some nutrition to help you out with that. Whatever your questions may be, or wherever you are on your fitness level, I want to hear from you and find out how I can help you. What kind of things do you need to learn about the most? Is it nutrition? Is it training? Is it motivation? When it comes to training, is it how to do the exercise correctly? How to combine exercises for a proper program? Same thing when it comes to nutrition. Do you need help choosing the right foods? Do you need help choosing which foods to put together? or how many calories to have. And what about motivation? Do you find yourself starting out great in January, but by the time mid-February hits, you've given up? So go ahead and share with me, like I said, either on Twitter or Facebook or email me, and let me know what your thoughts are and what you want to learn about this year. Well, I was hoping to be able to introduce you to some new programs and some new websites that I've been working on, but unfortunately, I haven't been able to finish them precisely. I hope to have them done by the end of this month, but I don't know how the holidays and the end of the year just kind of rolled through like a steamroller. So I will get them done and let you know hopefully on the next podcast. And as always, my goal is to keep doing them once a week. My Setup is not quite the same as it used to be. It used to be very convenient to just jump on and crank it out very quickly, but things have changed, so it's not quite as simple. But I'm still making it my goal to get these out every week, preferably on Wednesdays, so you can look forward to that. Now, in our training section, I wanted to talk to you about a magazine article that I saw that I was kind of disappointed in. It was in Fitness Magazine, and they had their 15 best workout tips of all time. And to be honest with you, I actually found that there were some of the tips that were potentially harmful 
or not completely truthful. Now there were other ones that were very good as well. So I'm going to kind of let you know a couple of the good ones, a couple of the not so good ones. So let's start with the worst first. And the first one was to tone up on the treadmill. Now I'll read you what it said. It said save time at the gym with this 10 minute cardio sculpt session. Hop on a treadmill holding a three to five pound dumbbell in each hand and set the speed to a brisk walk and do one minute each of a set of shoulder press, bicep curls, triceps, blah, 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 goes on. And basically it tells you to even move up the time as you do these. And the reason why I think this is not very good advice is because most of the time when you're on the treadmill, you really can't get the stabilization you need to make the rotator cuff system strong and safe when you're doing shoulder exercises. And if you've seen people walking outside, brisk walking, of course, with dumbbells in their hands, that's an indication right there that they're setting themselves up for some rotator cuff issues, mainly injuring them. So doing it on a treadmill, even though it may seem more controlled, is still not going to be a good idea. And you're also not going to be able to really challenge yourself with the type of weight that's going to impact your metabolism and your body in general. So you're better off doing one or the other. Now intervals would be a great way to combine those two. Jump on the treadmill for that fast walk, then jump off and do the exercises with a good challenging weight. And that's the thing, when we talk about a challenging weight, three to five pounds is not that challenging for most people after they've gotten into maybe the intermediate stage of training. And that's exactly when you would be doing something like this. Now, of course, if you wanna move your arms around doing any of those motions without weights in your hand, that's fine. That's not gonna put excessive stress onto your rotator cuff muscles. So that's okay, but when you add the weight aspect of it, it completely changes how your body responds or how your muscles actually work. And you certainly don't wanna compromise the most important muscle group or muscle system in your body, which is that rotator cuff, because that works to hold up your shoulders and your neck and your back. And the slightest injury in that can cause some major problems. So use your heavier weight, get off the treadmill, do some intervals, and that's gonna work a lot better. Now the next fitness faux pas was one where they suggested that you do not skimp on carbs, which sounds initially like a really great tip. They say that your body needs carbs to fuel a workout, so reach for fruit or high fiber crackers an hour beforehand. If you're exercising longer than 90 minutes, include some protein. Now the problem is that they suggest low fat cheese and crackers, trail mix, or half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, none of those are high in protein and none of those are really quality calories. Maybe the trail mix, but there's certainly no protein in there and there's not as much carbs as there is fat, unless you're talking about raisins and things that are gonna affect your blood sugar levels and not really help your workout. So even though it starts out as a great recommendation, the foods that they're choosing don't quite correspond with what they're suggesting. So fruit would be great, like an apple, an orange, something that it does have high fiber. I don't know that high fiber crackers are your best choice. So I would say that cheese by itself might be a great choice. Um, maybe some nuts, not necessarily a full trail mix. But the point is you also wanna schedule your meals throughout the day. So yes, you should have a snack before you go to the gym, but you need to make sure it works into the total balance and caloric intake for your day. 
Now they also have one that says to super sculpt your butt and they're saying that you can target your glute muscles and to target the tissues buried deep in your body, which sounds very mysterious. And to hit those muscles, you need to do high intensity squats like jump squats. And then they say, then blast off butt flab with cross country skiing, bleacher running or stair climbing. Well, the problem is that high intensity squats, such as jump squats, yes, they're gonna burn a lot of calories and they're gonna work your legs, but unless you know exactly how to do them correctly, you're probably not gonna get the butt work that you would from lunges or just regular squats. Now, as far as blasting flab off of your butt, we all know you can't tell your body where to take the fat from. So although cross-country skiing, bleacher running, stair climbing, those are all great cardiovascular exercises, they're going to help you burn calories. They're not going to dictate that that's going to come from the fat in your butt. So that was definitely not their best recommendation. Now, there were many good suggestions as well. So let's go over some of those. Now, one of the good suggestions is actually something I tell my clients all the time. And in their suggestion, it's called maximize your crunches. And they basically say, don't relax your abdominals in the lowering portion of a crunch. And that's very true. Most people come up and then they tighten the abdominals and then they release them and lower. And the best way to get tone abs or at least to strengthen them is going to be to keep them tight on the way up and on the way down. That way you automatically have more control over your abdominals and you're working both the positive and negative of the movement. Now the next tip they said was to give yourself a break. And I think that's great advice during the holidays. Um, they actually said you don't have to be a fitness saint to get results. And I think that's great advice because sometimes we put way too much pressure on ourselves to do everything perfectly all the time. And basically the idea is to know that you're going to do your best to be regular with your exercise and your eating, but they suggest an 80-20 rule. Basically that you'll slip up about 20% of the time with holidays and work deadlines. So that way the other 80%, if you're doing your best, you'll be okay. And I think that's important for us, especially those of us involved in fitness, we're very all or nothing. And this actually helps us stick to it knowing that, okay, I didn't get all or nothing. I didn't get nothing, I didn't get all, but you know what, it's okay, I got a little bit. And that's gonna still keep me on the right path. Now I'm gonna give you one more of their very good suggestions, and that's something you've probably heard many times, and that is to chart your progress. So basically they're suggesting a fitness uh, report card. Write down your goals and write down the different subjects, which might be cardio training, weight training, flexibility, um, getting your meals done, and set those up for each week and grade yourself either each week or each day um, to see how well you've done. And then at the end of the month, take a look at it and see, would you be getting an A in fitness or a B or what would your grade be? Now, when it comes to nutrition, a lot of times people tell me they have problems getting in their vegetables, their fresh vegetables. So we're gonna talk about how you can get your vegetables in and eliminate excuses in regards to vegetables. Now, the first thing is to keep some healthy snacks on hand. And it's kind of easier nowadays when you can go to the store and it's already cut up for you, whether it's celery or broccoli or carrots, um, little mini packets they have now of the ranch dressing that you might want to dip these things into, or maybe a low-fat dressing, or none at all. 
So these are always really easy, convenient ways to keep it with you. Now, sometimes you might find that, hey, I, I buy a big bag of carrots, but I don't eat it all and it goes bad. Well, see if you can share it with a friend at work. Kind of buddy up on that. I know that happens with us. We have a wonderful fresh market, but the problem is the fruit is and vegetables are so fresh that they go bad quickly. And I always end up with too much and maybe use three quarters of it, but there's just not enough time. So we've split them up with our neighbors and friends. And basically that way we can get the benefit without worrying about wasting any of them. Now, another thing that you might not have thought of is frozen vegetables. And yeah, there are a lot of times very fresh frozen vegetables out there that are almost as good as, well, your, your fresh from the garden ones. You definitely want to substitute frozen vegetables for canned. Because remember, canned vegetables tend to be high in sodium and don't have as much nutrition. So look for the fresh frozen ones, and they're very simple to stick in the microwave for a couple of minutes or steam, um, any way to get them into your daily meals. Now, speaking of steaming something, buying a steamer is a great way to cook your vegetables. Now, there's also very uh, many different types of steamers that you can use in the microwave as well. The older kind, I think, was the kind that you would kind of set and not worry about it. The timer would go off and it would shut off automatically and you could do rice in there too. But nowadays, we're always so quick and running around. We jump straight to the microwave and that's a great way to get your vegetables in as well. Now, I know I've made a couple of purchases uh, last year from the Pampered Chef, and it's a catalog. It's kind of like a Tupperware kind of party thing. But anyways, there's one that's like a manual chopper, and I just pretty much throw everything in there, chop it up, and there it is. Everything's mixed, the vegetables, the chicken, whatever. And even if they're not completely fresh, it still ends up tasting very good. And the other thing that I use a lot is um, it's, it's almost like a uh, ceramic pot with a top. And I'll throw the vegetables in there with a little bit of water, stick them in the microwave, and they come out just great. And then, of course, if I don't finish eating all of them, I save them the next day and blend them with the chicken in that handy chopper thing. So whether you get it from that particular catalog or just the store, the, the mixers, the choppers, or whatever are all great ways to make sure you have no excuses when it comes to getting your vegetables in. Because you know they are very important when it comes to maintaining your blood sugar levels, giving you the vitamins, the nutrients you need, and making you feel full too. Now when it comes to motivation, I'm just going to review what we started out with. And that was, I wanted to know what you need help with this year in getting the body you want and keeping it. One of the things I'm going to be working on mostly this year is revising the fitness makeover, the gaining control module, which is the one that's all about motivation and mindset. And I think that's the missing component that most people lack when it comes to fitness. And that's why there's so many people that do not achieve permanent weight loss because they don't have the right perceptions and thoughts to support themselves when they're doing, a, I hate to say diet, but when they're trying to lose weight or start an exercise program. So that particular module is a very powerful one and I'm working on breaking it down so that I can make a e-course so that way anybody can learn from it and do it on their own schedule, their own time. And I want to know from you, you know what, is mindset something that's just kind of a mystery to you? Do you already have the right mindset? Um, what areas do you need the most help in so that I can kind of tune these podcasts into what everybody needs? 
or is interested in or wants to learn about. So your feedback is always important to me. So be sure to check me out on Twitter or Facebook. And of course, any of the websites, the main one being fitnessmakeover.com, but there's also fitgirlguide.blogspot.com that has this podcast on it, and allinoneworkout.com, and goodness, the list could go on and on. Remember, there's also apps in the App Store for both Fit Girl and Fitness Makeover, along with the Motivate Me Now app, gosh, these are mouthfuls, to help you not only stay motivated, but to maybe make out your own workout program. So, of course, revisions are coming to those in the next year. There's, hopefully, there's enough time in the year to get everything done. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get the body you want and keep it. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and exercise, visit allinoneworkout.com and fitnessmakeover.com. 